everyone, it's Liz, and here's what's in the Popping Collars feed for the month of December 2020. We're discussing the best pop culture of the year on Popping Collars. Martin Elfert is back this month on Take Two to discuss the legacy of Breaking Bad. Betsy and Greg are hosting a giant end-of-the-year Oscars party for Going On 30. We'll reveal your votes for the best movies of the year, 1989. Finally, The Sacred Six, featuring special guest Shayna Watson, wraps up this month with the Star Trek episode, Let That Be Your Last Battlefield. Thanks for listening, and keep those collars popped! Previously on Popping Collars. Welcome to Take Two, where we give a former guest of Popping Collars the chance to come back and update their view on a piece of pop culture. I am your host. My name is Greg Knight. And this month, my returning guest is Martin Elfert. Welcome back to the show, Martin. Hi, Greg. Glad to be here. Yeah. Glad to have you. Uh, I'm going to set you up. It was our 11th episode of the podcast. The date was January 22nd, 2015, and the subject was Breaking Bad. When we recorded that episode, the series had just wrapped up. Our thoughts were pretty in the moment. With five years more to reflect, a prequel series, Better Call Saul, and a sequel movie, El Camino, what new insights can be cooked up? as it were. Martin, the floor is yours. What is your take two on Breaking Bad, knowing what we know now? Breaking Bad has found its way into a category that we maybe did not expect, which is uh, a show that was uh, maybe more of um, more of the moment than we thought it was, mm. uh, and less an uh, enduring phenomenon, or uh, I, I might be putting, I might be remembering someone else, but I think it was you who said this: that there are certain shows uh, or or pieces of art that are uh, amazing once, but you mm-hmm. have no need to return to. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I was, I was, you know, back when you could sit in a theater. I sat down beside uh, some strangers, and we got yakking. And one of them said, "What are your What are your favorite movies?" And I realized I had two lists. One of which was film that I films that I thought were masterpieces, but that I had no particular urge to watch again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I'm feeling uh, erudite or pompous, I will often uh, say that my favorite film is Wings of Desire, but I don't often go back to Wings of Desire. Right. Whereas I will watch uh, Indiana Jones uh, every single time it's on TV, totally. and. And it it turns out that Breaking Bad is maybe in the uh, uh, the beautiful one and done category. Uh, I I enjoyed the ride. I think that uh, there were some absolutely iconic moments. That and then the the beautiful revenge fantasy. Right. Is it a dream ending? All of those things are things that I um, remember fondly, 
and probably I'm not going to go back to in the same way that uh, there are other shows that I that I wish to revisit. I'm totally with you. I find this to be kind of curious for a show that's you know, identified as one of the best shows ever made, it does have what I like to call that Darren Aronofsky quality, where it's like, Mm. I like Aronofsky movies. I have no desire to watch them again (laughs) after I've seen one, right? Every time I think back on Breaking Bad, and I remember thinking this when it was announced that El Camino was coming out, And I won't lie, like, I'm kind of intrigued at the story of, like, where did Jesse end up after driving away in that last episode Mm -hmm. of Breaking Bad? But the more I think about the whole concept of Breaking Bad, it kind of bums me out, you know? And I'm like, do I want to go back into that world of just kind of being bummed out? And I, I also think about that when someone asks about the show, like, I've never seen Breaking Bad, would you recommend it? And I'm like, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's really a bummer of a show. I mean, it's it's unequivocally good, but at the same time, I feel like when I when I think about it, it makes me feel depressed. Well, so there's that whole category of art, uh, beautiful art that comes at a high cost. Personally, the the great example of that is Kubrick's Barry Lyndon, uh, mm-hmm. a film that is off the charts beautiful and that you need a week to recover from it is it is such a bleak picture of humanity and, and you're like you know am i willing to pay this price of admission uh am i willing to you know uh, hang out in this empty selfish world in return for this beauty and and yeah i don't know that breaking bad is quite that radical but it does you know it has this this uh it's this love letter to albuquerque and the surrounding uh terrain incredibly beautiful some of the best acting ever but yeah do you i don't know that i need to see walt you know just crush hank with disappointment mm-hmm. uh a sec you know to be to be betrayed that profoundly by someone whom you thought you knew and loved yeah. is you know, maybe once was plenty even if Somehow, you were able to convince anyone that I was capable of doing these things. You and I both know I would never see the inside of a jail cell. I'm a dying man who runs a car wash. My right hand to God, that is all that I am. Skylar, bring the kids here. And then we'll talk. That is not going to happen. I don't even know who I'm talking to. If that's true, if you don't know who I am, then maybe your best course would be to tread lightly. You know, the world has shifted quite a bit, like over five Mm -hmm. years. Like I was looking at that date of January 22nd, 2015. Like who knew in that conversation that we were having that the world would look the way that it does now. You said a really important word, I think, which is the word selfish. There is so much kind of me mentality. It feels like from the leadership of our country anyway, and, and stuff like that, that, you know, everything's sort of focused on the self and on the ego. And what I find is that I kind of feel more drawn to pop culture 
either old or new that focuses on community and family and Mm -hmm. people coming together for a common goal. Walt's story is a selfish story. And I feel like maybe that's a story that we've heard too much, like over the over the course of the last five years. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Right. It's too real. I mean, it's like the question, a number of comics have said, how do you do comedy right now? If, uh, if the staple of political comedy is I'll take a real thing and make it absurd. But if you start absurd, like if reality starts absurd, where do you, um, where do you go from there? Maybe, yeah, maybe we're saturated with selfishness in real life and need another story. Well, also things change, I think. And people's yeah. perception of art changes. Because I remember there was a time where what people would tell you the best part of American Idol was, was when the judges would eviscerate people that right. couldn't sing and just right. make fun of them or mock them until it became like a bummer to watch people get made fun of on national television. And all of a sudden there was this sea change. Now the point of a lot of singing competition shows is to encourage people. We may not have turned our chairs around, but these are the values that we see in you continuing to pursue this, you know, and stuff. And so I wonder if that's something with Breaking Bad too, where it's like, you know, there was a phase in our country where we were into like watching white men descend into into this you know state of maliciousness and greed and selfishness but that's not where we are as a country now i think that art has its time and its place you know it was one of those early netflix shows too when it came in like it was bingeable on netflix and Mm. now like so many shows are built around that model of being able to just kind of pound out 10 episodes at a time and stuff that's quite possible uh, I think, doesn't the second episode actually start with a recap of the first episode, which now feels like a quaint idea? Yeah. Uh, because, you know, because of course, you just, uh, the second season, I mean, starts with right. a recap of the first season. Because yeah, of course, you you just watched it five minutes ago. <laughs> right. There's no need to be reminded uh, of what happened last season. I still love the old 70s shows where they would give you like, previews of what was coming up in the episode you were about to watch you know right so it's like the incredible right. whole like scenes from the episode that you're about to watch i'd forgotten about that <laughs> but yes that's right yeah i remember remember when there was such a thing as anticipation that's right uh i i'm a big fan of that uh radio drama called the truth and they were doing uh generally speaking they their standalone episodes but they did uh, a serial for a while this goofy adventure story called uh, Song of Knots is what it was called. And I actually, I I actually shot them a note on Twitter and said, and and they were releasing them, I don't know, once a week. And I said, it's such a delight to anticipate something in, in the binging era. And again, that sort of self is gluttony, right? It's another, it's another form of selfishness. Awesome. Thank you so much, Martin, for coming back and updating us on Breaking Bad. While you're here, update our folks on where you are now and what you're up to. Yeah. So I serve at Grace Memorial Episcopal Church in Portland, Oregon. Like all of us, I'm figuring out what uh, church looks like with big restrictions on gathering in real life. That's variously terrifying and the most exciting thing I've ever done. It turns out that I talk like an epidemiologist because (laughs) you know what their answer is? It depends. Yeah. You know, they give lengthy equivocal answers 
to the question uh when is when is normal church going to happen right uh no no not one of them says yeah i think january january 2nd is right normal. thank you again martin for coming on the show yeah keep those colors popped and we'll see you next time